0: BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk.
1: Thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization decision that the U.S. Supreme Court released on June 24th has uh, taken abortion back to the states. Many states already had laws on the books protecting human life in the womb. And banned abortion. Other states without such protections have taken this opportunity now to advance legislation to protect life. But tragically, there are states that have put the preborn child in the crosshairs of their scope. I mean, to take the innocent life of the preborn child. Such is the case with legislation that's been swiftly moving this month in the state of Minnesota. Joining us today, we welcome Moses. Uh, Brett Rude, Director of Communications with Minnesota Family Council. Moses, thanks for joining us here today.
2: It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Moses, the Minnesota Legislature was just sworn in on January third, twenty twenty three. The the echo of the oath of office was hardly muffled before a very destructive piece of legislation was introduced January fourth in the Minnesota Senate, Senate File One (SF One). They call it the the Pro Act, standing for Protect Reproductive Options Act. Tell us about this legislation.
2: So this is a bill that would put in Minnesota statute a right to abortion up until the moment of birth. And that is obviously something that is extremely radical. Now, if we go back to November 2022, uh, Democrats won a narrow election victory in Minnesota. They won a majority of six seats in the Minnesota House and a razor-thin majority of one seat in the Minnesota Senate. But that gives them uh, what's called a trifecta, where with control of the governor's office, they now have complete control of the state government uh, for the first time, I believe, since 2014. And they're not wasting any time. Um, unfortunately, this bill, the PRO Act, as you said, uh, puts uh, unborn children in the crosshairs. And it's all under the guise of uh, it's supposed to be preserving the status quo. Uh, We we hear from we hear from uh, Democratic leadership that this bill simply uh, over uh, that it that it's just um, codifying um, the so-called right to abortion that Minnesotans have had under a Minnesota Supreme Court decision uh, for decades now. But that's just not the case. This is a radical bill. It's extreme uh, from beginning to end. And and what's really important Jim is not just what's in the text of the bill, but what's not said in in this bill. What comes in the companion uh, bill, uh, and really explicit rejections of the right to life, of protections mm-hmm. of the unborn, even of the state's interest in preserving unborn life.
1: So, how does how does uh, this uh, SF one differ from the Minnesota Supreme Court decision of the past?
2: So what we what we heard from the what we have on the books from the Minnesota Supreme Court. In the Dovi Gomez decision in 1995, it it basically says that there is um, some sort of a right to abortion uh, at least up until the um, up until the through the second trimester. However, the pro act, um, when combined with other Minnesota statutes and court cases, would extend that um, through the third trimester. So we are talking about for the first time uh, abortion up until the moment of birth. Additionally, um, while currently uh, under current uh, uh, the current state of things, abortions can only be paid for by taxpayers in Minnesota uh, under the medical assistant program for uh, low income women if they are uh, from uh, rape incest or a danger to the, if the pregnancy is a danger to the life of the mother. This will expand that to any elective abortion. So this goes far beyond uh, the the status quo here in Minnesota.
1: Shouldn't it ring alarm bells that the very first piece of legislation SF1 from the Minnesota Senate is to promote open season on the pre-board? I mean, that ought to just be you know sounding alarms throughout the state.
2: Exactly, and you know what we heard last fall from from Democrats is that uh, their their top priorities were fighting inflation, uh, lowering the cost of living for working families, uh, protecting. Uh, police officers and even increasing funding for police—that was a big talking point. Um, but as you, uh, as we've been discussing, when Democrats uh, returned to the legislature in St. Paul uh, just a few weeks ago, the first thing they they did was uh, target the
3: preborn.
1: Now, not only this, but I, I understand in looking at the legislation that if a municipality anywhere throughout Minnesota says no, we don't want the killing of the preborn in our community that this act, this pro-act says, sorry, you can't take that action as a community.
2: That's right. And I was in the uh, the gallery uh, of the Minnesota House last week uh, as this bill was being debated and, and ultimately passed by the Minnesota House. And it will be up uh, tomorrow, January 27th, uh, in the Minnesota Senate. So it's, it's time to pray. Uh, and if you are a Minnesotan, it's not too late to contact uh, your senator, uh, your state senator, and ask them... Um, to vote no on the extreme pro act oh, that's coming up for uh for consideration. So I was in the house uh the house gallery last week and what I was uh what I what I saw was just was just chilling. Um there there was an amendment uh offered to the bill and if I can find it I'll try to tell you which uh, uh representative offered an amendment, but there was an amendment offered that would have allowed uh that would have allowed local municipalities uh to place uh, certain common sense regulations on restrict and restrictions on abortion this is the uh, this is the state of affairs in many states it's a completely reasonable uh, thing that that again many states have done and uh, it's it was chilling to hear uh, uh, to hear members of the Democratic Party which in Minnesota we call the DFL uh, it was chilling to hear them just Slap down that amendment. There was absolutely no consideration of that amendment or any other amendment uh, that would have uh, that would have moderated this bill. Uh, the, the the tagline was that there is just simply no guardrails on this bill, right. including uh, we're talking about no protections for babies even born alive uh, during a botched
4: abortion.
1: Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and we're talking about legislation that is uh, moving very quickly through the state of Minnesota. And uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, suggest if you are living in Minnesota or you have family, friends that live in Minnesota, let your ears perk up. Listen to the information that's coming here, and uh, a point of action will be giving you here as well regarding this. But this, this is uh, just so extreme. I mean, to target the pre-born child in the womb through this legislation, the very first piece of legislation introduced in the Senate in the state of Minnesota. But I also want all of you to understand, because what we are seeing take place in Minnesota is the attempt that's going on in other states as well. We understand Maine is looking at that. Look what New York has done and California has done, just declaring open season on the pre-born. And, and friends, you need to be aware of what's going on. Those of you in Wisconsin, understand what's happening in, in the state of Wisconsin right now, where where there are those who are trying to do away with the law on the Books from 1849 saying no, that's not constitutional, and and uh, so there is even one running for the Supreme Court right now who is indicating that yeah they will reverse <laughs> they will reverse the law with their actions and and friends it is it is uh, really time to pause and and perk up as to where we are in society right now in this matter and I understand uh, you you mentioned already Moses that the that the Minnesota House has already passed the legislation was that by the the uh, six vote. Margin, or were there some uh, Democrats who said no? We're going to preserve life.
2: The legislation passed uh, sixty-nine, sixty-five in the Minnesota House. So there, there was one Democrat uh, uh, you know, who saw fit to oppose the most radical abortion bill uh, that Minnesota has seen, in uh, as far as I know, uh, ever that has ever been seriously considered by our yeah. legislature.
1: Yeah. Well, and
2: so we're yeah, it's horrifying to see that
1: it is. And so this pro-actor SF one, it's been on a grease skid since day one. It's moving like lightning. It's already past the house, folks. We're just a few weeks into the legislative session, and uh, you mentioned that the Senate is scheduled to convene tomorrow, and this is on their docket.
2: That's right. 10:30 a.m. We're hearing will be the uh, the beginning of debate. Uh, we're we're hoping. Uh, that, uh, that, uh, pro lifers in the Minnesota Senate will put up a, a concerted effort to stop this legislation. Uh, it's a bit of a different picture in the Senate. They only have a one seat pro abortion majority. So if we're able to, to bring, to, to bring a seat of doubt into just, into the mind of just one, uh, Minnesota senator who currently supports, uh, so called abortion rights, uh, we could be um, we could be heading for a uh, a historic defeat of this legislation, uh, so that's what of, of course we're hoping and praying for. I want to shout out to Senator Andrew Matthews. He's a state senator uh, here in Minnesota, and he wrote a piece this week. Uh, he's a steadfast champion for life, and uh, and he wrote, um, I can assure you that I and the rest of the Senate Republicans are ready to stand up for what's right and fight for the unborn who have no voice yeah and uh and he he went on to say that he will continue to fight uh for the unborn uh and for women as long as there are even one more unborn child to protect.
1: There are a number of people in living in Minnesota right now. How can they get engaged uh, what what is the method the best way for them to be in contact with their senators prior to this vote tomorrow morning
2: so contrary to common uh belief, state legislators uh they're maybe unlike our federal representatives. They are very interested in hearing from what people in their constitu- constituencies have to say. And Minnesota, your state senator, only represents about 80, uh, 82,000 people. So that's a pretty small pool. And so if you have, uh, if you're getting angry calls and emails from, you know, a couple, uh, a dozen or a hundred people, that could be indicative of a very bad thing for you uh, when it comes to the next election. So with that said, uh, I encourage people to uh, go to Find My Legislature, Find My Legislator, which is a tool uh, that you can use. And you can just enter your zip code and find who represents you uh, in uh, the legislature. Uh, you can find their phone number and their email address, and it's really good to uh, both uh, shoot them an email and give them a call. And if you're curious as to what to say again for Minnesota residents, uh, take a look at our website. You can go to mfc.org and click on the Family Beacon in the top right. That's our blog. And on that blog, we have uh, we have a form letter that you can use, and you can take that letter um, and and send that to to senators. It's called the Pro Act is wrong for Minnesota. So you can take that and you can you can copy and paste that if you like, and you can also. I use the talking points from that message. Uh, if you intend to call their office as well, okay. And I, I know, I know that the the folks in these offices uh, they take tally, they take a tally of who's calling, who's emailing, how many in favor, how many against, and those those things really do. Uh,
1: uh, affects the votes of our senators. So, friends, don't naturally assume that your legislator is going to vote one way or the other. They need to hear from you. And uh, you mentioned uh, find my legislator. Find my legislator. Is that through your website, or how do they get to uh, to, to uh, locate that?
2: Sure. That's through the state of Minnesota, uh, and you can go to the link. It's uh, you Just Google Find My Legislator, okay. Minnesota. That's probably the easiest
1: way. Find My Legislator, Minnesota, and uh, that would get you there. Friends, you can also go to the website for our guest today, uh, the Minnesota Family Council, MFC. That stands for Minnesota familycouncil.mfc.org and uh, you're going to see a family beacon there at the top you click on that and uh, you'll be able to even find a sample of a letter or email that that you are able to get to your legislator but friends we're just hours away less than 24 hours away from the Senate of Minnesota that's convening to take this up and uh, so it's critical not only for you to be engaged, but for you to contact your neighbors, the people in your church. Friends, how many of you listening right now in Minnesota could go through your church directories? are you aware this is being voted on tomorrow? Uh, we need to take action. And uh, you can get more information at MFC.org. That stands for Minnesota Family Council. We'll have more information right after the break. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network.
5: Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, some lakes are shrinking in size. What's causing this?
4: Chris, the Earth's average temperature has been rising over these past few years. But is this a long-term trend? We know that over the decades, the average temperature has gone both up and down, so we wonder what's next. The current warming trend, however, has caused an increase in evaporation from some inland lakes. One lake is in the Middle East. The salty Aral Sea has shrunk dramatically, exposing a several-mile-wide salt beach. This has even affected the search for Noah's Ark. Salt has been picked up by the wind and blown all over the Middle East, including the glacier on Mount Ararat, causing it to melt quite a bit. Inland lakes are by and large leftovers from Noah's flood and the ice age which came after it. How much longer will they last? We'll have to wait and see. And that's the Back to Genesis truth.
5: Visit our website at www.icr.org.
1: You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. And a special warning today on the broadcast as Minnesota is fast-tracking abortion legislation Abortion, that is just, I mean, without limit. I mean, it is gratuitous almost in the way that this is being uh, promoted through uh, SF1, Senate File 1. It's called the PRO Act. And the House has already passed the legislation 69 to 65. It is now before the Minnesota Senate that is scheduled to convene tomorrow morning. That is Friday morning at 1030. And I understand Moses uh, uh, and Moses uh, uh, Brett Root is with us here today. I understand that you are uh, encouraging people to even to arrive at the Capitol tomorrow and, and to be praying and to uh, hold signs and so forth.
2: That's right. So along with another pro-life ministry, uh, we're, we're going to pack the Capitol starting at 9 a.m. Uh, uh, in St. Paul um, and bring, uh, bring pro-life signs and be ready for a peaceful uh, demonstration uh, of the, the strength and conviction of pro-lifers from across the state.
1: Friends, if your life was in jeopardy, wouldn't you want somebody to stand up for you? And 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 this is a protection of those who are voiceless. They the preborn cannot, you know, share their voice in this. But you can certainly be that voice for them. You can reach out as well. Uh, go to the Minnesota Family Council's website, mfc.org. Click on Family Beacon there for more information. Um, I, I understand that uh, Moses that uh, Minnesota is really with this legislation, trying to do something that's so that. Only some of the most rogue nations in the world have done, like China and North Korea, as far as targeting the preborn.
2: That's right. Many, you know, many people are surprised to find out that um, uh, the abortion laws in some U.S. states uh, are as radical as uh, as laws in in North Korea, China, and 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 it's simply uh, one, one of the big things there is that almost every. Uh, Almost every country uh, regulates abortion in in some fashion. Uh, Most countries uh, ban abortion uh, in the third trimester. Many countries regulate or ban abortion heavily in the second trimester. And, of course, uh, some countries in the world, uh, and we're grateful for their example, ban abortion entirely. And And, of course, I don't want to take away from the big picture here because we are still making progress in the cause of life. You know, the Dobbs v. Jackson case, last year, uh, opened up a beautiful new horizon where, uh, as we see in, uh, in, in uh, states like uh, Texas and South Dakota, um, abortion is being, is being restricted and regulated. Uh, women are being given the support that they need so that abortion not only becomes illegal, but also unthinkable. And that is the goal of the pro-life movement. We're not, we're not fighting a war against anybody. We want everybody to get the support they need, and and we want to start that with uh, children in the womb, but it doesn't end there. It it, it continues. It continues with supporting women through uh, funding pregnancy resource centers, making sure that women have the resources and support they need to confidently give birth, raise their children. As a dad myself, I know how important it is for women to be supported. Uh, through pregnancy, through the early years, and, and if that's not being done, in any state or, or in our country as a whole, the solution is not to turn to abortion. The solution is never to end the life of an innocent child because of circumstances in the mother's life. The answer is always. The answer is always to look to the church, and yes, even possibly there's a even a role for the state there, and also to nonprofits like pregnancy resource centers mm-hmm. to support and give the resources to women and babies.
1: Again, those of you in Minnesota, you have the opportunity to reach out to your senator today and prior to their convening tomorrow morning at 1030. And those of you that you say, you know, you don't live in Minnesota, you don't know anybody who lives there, would you just pray? Pray regarding this matter that's coming up tomorrow morning and pray that life would be preserved? I mean, yesterday we did a program here on Crosstalk about how we're advancing this culture of death in so many cases here across our land. And as Scripture tells us that God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. Uh, God is the author of life. Uh, He knit us together in our mother's womb. And uh, here is now an opportunity to take a stand for life, to take a stand for morality as uh, the Senate convenes tomorrow in Minnesota. So, friends listening who you don't know anybody in Minnesota, you don't live there, just go to prayer uh, regarding this matter uh, pertaining to tomorrow. Uh, Moses, I understand also that this PRO Act allows even a minor child to abort their baby up, up to birth as well without... Parental involvement in any regard, as well.
2: That's right. So the companion bill to uh, to SF one is is uh, is I believe it's SF seventy, and that uh, we call that the How to Bill, or the Nuts and Bolts Bill. Uh, you could call it the Infanticide Bill uh, also, because it uh, it allows um, it cancels protections for viable preborn babies uh, as well as babies born alive during the course of a botched abortion. But yeah. To parental notification, that's been the law of the land in Minnesota and in many other states for, for decades. Um, and in Minnesota law requires that both parents be notified uh, before uh, a minor child, a, a girl, uh, gets an abortion uh, unless uh, they get a judicial bypass from a judge. And uh, this legislation would nullify those requirements. And that opens the doors for minors to, to get an abortion whenever they want without, without permission or notification. Uh, and I should stress this is simply notification, not permission, in Minnesota currently. And so that really opens the door to a lot of you know, frightful scenarios where we're talking about maybe a school guidance counselor uh, escorting a girl to Planned Parenthood, or you know what, even worse, we're talking about maybe a twenty-year-old a who's having a twenty-year-old a man who's having a relationship with a minor girl, bringing her to Planned Parenthood. Uh, an abortion is performed. No one is the wiser about this illegal relationship so we 're talking about potentially uh, a cou- uh, potentially an extension and covering up of child sex abuse uh, that uh, could be allowed by this bill.
1: Friends, and that's what you need to realize, is that when you look at one piece of legislation, there's other companions that are out there that are also making their way through the process here. That makes a horrible bill even worse. And that's the uh, the other legislation that's gaining traction in Minnesota right now. It's HF91, House File 91 and Senate File 70. And uh, you you rightly re- re- refer to this as the infanticide bill. This is another Real devastating piece of legislation.
2: Absolutely. So another thing that, uh, a couple things that I haven't mentioned yet, um, it would allow abortions on unconscious women. It would uh, it would halt uh, reporting uh, for women who died during the course of an abortion. And you know this this isn't a, this is an isolated case. Just hearing from my pro life network um, that there was a uh, an ambulance outside Planned Parenthood. In St. Paul, uh, just yesterday, this happens with uh, unfortunate regularity, and it, it, you know we, we were, we're told this is a safe procedure, and that's, that's just simply not true. Um, also, what we're seeing is that this will allow the, allow the unregulated disposal of, uh, of the bodies of babies who, who are killed during the course of an abortion. Uh, it would end uh, what's called informed consent for women, a women's right to know. And this is a bill that, uh, another bill uh, that passed, uh, it's, a, it's a Minnesota statute that was originally passed as a bipartisan bill uh, that would, that, that currently um, ensures that women receive a, a, a balanced factual packet of information uh, when, they, uh, when they go, when they, re- when they request an abortion. Uh, that information includes uh, what medical assistance benefits may be available for prenatal care, childbirth, uh, and it also talks about fetal development. It talks about uh, when uh, babies in the womb can feel pain and things like that. Uh, but that information, which again is true it 's factual it 's not propaganda. that information will no longer be provided to women uh, if these if these radical bills
1: pass isn 't that amazing folks? how far they 're willing to go to remove all information and uh in, in this regard, I understand also that this h f ninety one and sF70 would uh, allow for medical assistance to cover all abortions, and that is really taking public taxpayer funds the the funds of people living in Minnesota right now taking their tax dollars their funds that they pay into the state to pay for the killing of the preborn
2: that's right low income women who are otherwise eligible for uh medical assistance which is the Minnesota version of medicaid uh they will be able to now get abortions and there's there's the chance that uh that women from other states who are eligible for that kind of assistance will uh will will start flooding to the state and will receive uh tax uh, uh supported by Minnesota taxpayers you know it, what what's, it, it's interesting to look into the minds of progressive leaders in Minnesota they want They want this to happen. They want Minnesota to become uh, an abortion destination. They want um, uh, the Minneapolis airport to be a place where uh, women are coming in from around the country to receive abortions. We're hearing that the biggest abortion providers in Minnesota are gearing up. They're expanding their capacity so that they'll be able to meet that greater demand. I've I've heard that they're, they're admitting this in the news. They're saying it's already happening, and they want to increase that. And you know it, it's, and this isn't just uh, this isn't just a philosophical, you know, uh, 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 hostility to to preborn life that's driving this. There is also the profit motive. Uh, these these clinics, um, and you know, again, I was in the the Minnesota House Gallery last week, and and right as the vote was approaching, uh, uh, representatives from, and I was told that these were representatives from Planned Parenthood were coming into the gallery opposite me, and they were looking down at the Democratic members, and there was this sense of, "We gave you these campaign, we gave you this campaign money, we gave you our endorsement. Now vote, uh, so vote the way we want. So we can expand our business, line our pocketbooks."
1: What is the status of HF ninety-one and SF seventy? Uh, are these also up soon for votes?
2: Those bills have uh, passed through several committee hearings, uh, I believe. I do not believe they have yet been referred to the floor, uh, but we we do expect that uh, to come shortly.
1: My, my. Again, friends, uh, uh, you can get more information through the website of our guest here today at Minnesota Family Council, MFC.org. Click on the Family Beacon button there and uh, get more information. I I understand also, Moses, that uh, MFC will, will, you send out emails and alerts to, to people who sign up with you, is that correct?
2: Yes, and I think going forward I think that's probably the biggest uh, thing that uh, uh folks who live in Minnesota should should do to be aware of what's happening. I've received several uh emails and and uh, messages this week from people just being just saying thank you. I didn't know this was happening. I'm so glad that I'm getting these updates so I know what's happening on the ground. Uh so if you go to our website nfc.org, hit that subscribe button and we'll just send you an email or two a week. And we will keep you updated on uh, what's going on in the Minnesota le- legislature, as well as on national issues.
1: And where is Governor Walls standing on this issue? Is like on HF or SF one?
2: You know, Governor Walls, uh when he was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives uh, uh, several years ago, uh, he 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 bragged, and it was a brag. Uh, he bragged that he was so pro-abortion that Nancy Pelosi told him to to tune it down. It's almost unbelievable, but uh, but that's what he said. He's on the record. Uh, he's uh, he, he campaigns as a moderate, but really with every step of the way, he's supporting an extreme agenda uh, with regards to abortion, um, and and he's he's been involved. Uh, he's been involved with the the setting of this legislative agenda. And with, uh, you know, of course, he doesn't have a vote, but uh, he's uh, he's very eager to have these bills
1: come Amen. across his desk. Friends, as Scripture says, the thief comes to kill and to destroy. Uh, but Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Uh, yeah, steal, kill, and destroy versus life. And friends, we see uh, the, the, the very work of the one known as the father of death, Satan himself is at work right now in the state of minnesota i would like to also open our phone lines your questions your comments today are number 800-733-9829 that's 800-733-9829 we'll be right back
5: how much do you know about the end of the world have you heard of worldwide pandemics weapons of mass destruction threats from russia and asia Clamor for globalization, hand implants for commerce and security, violent persecution. What about intensifying wickedness? All of this is predicted in the book of Revelation. In the book, The 50 Final Events in World History author Robert Morgan simplifies what many have found complex providing a comprehensive yet easy to understand overview of the book of Revelation which translates the events of Revelation both literally and sequentially. Walk step by step through the prophetic events yet to unfold. The 50 final events in world history is available from BCY for a donation of $18 or more when you call 1-800-729-9829.
1: 1-800-729-9829. Moses Brent with us here today from Minnesota Family Council. And right now, folks, Minnesota is on the brink of becoming an abortion destination here across these United States. It's a horrible, horrible tragedy that Minnesota is abar- about to embark into and uh, unless there is a senator or so that is going to change their mind on this issue, and uh, especially to those of you listening in Minnesota, uh, to, to reach out and to contact your members of the Senate. Uh, to, to uh, Folks, this is not a political issue. This is a biblical issue. We understand that this is a matter of morality that the Bible addresses, and and you have every right to speak up on those issues and to get your word to your senators and then to call others within your churches uh, throughout Minnesota. Some of you are listening in states all across the nation. to Reach out to those in Minnesota that you know on this very issue, and we'd like to encourage you to to reach out to them as well. Just before we pick up our first call, uh, let me just state, Moses, that Minnesota is just dealing with what appears to be one piece of rogue legislation after another because Minnesota, in my opinion, is just going off the rails as there's another piece of legislation gaining traction, HF-16, which is which they say is Protection from Conversion Therapy. Uh, just give us a word about this before we go to our phone calls.
2: Right. So th- this is a bill that uh, we've seen radical legislators... Um, advance uh, for many years uh, so it, it's, it's one that we're a bit more familiar with but unfortunately this year it has a better chance of passage essentially it would ban counseling for minors and vulnerable adults who are seeking help for unwanted same-sex attraction uh, or gender dysphoria and it would place restrictions on the free speech of uh, counselors and their clients so it's called a so-called conversion therapy ban but what it really is is it's viewpoint discrimination Yeah. Um, we're, we're, our attorney testified uh, to this. Uh, uh, in, in our, this is uh, We have a, a legal initiative, True North Legal, and we work to represent Minnesotans who need legal assistance uh, in life, family, and religious freedom issues. And she said this bill distorts the usual functioning of the counseling relationship to suppress speech the government disfavors. And uh, we, we really believe this is unconstitutional. It's an unconstitutional ban on counselors providing a biblical, uh, common-sense approach to young adults dealing with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria.
1: So, friends, uh, we won't have time to get further into that. I wanted to introduce this topic because Minnesota Family Council is dealing with multiple issues. There's been multiple assaults upon Uh, the family upon biblical values already this legislative session and the best way to stay informed is to go to their website and hit the subscribe button mfc.org hit subscribe and you'll get email alerts as things are happening legislatively in minnesota lines are packed here let's begin with chris calling in hi chris you're on the air
0: hi hi thank you for taking my call i'd like to thank you both for doing this program and also, I'd like to encourage people from all states to contact Minnesota. If it happens in Minnesota, it can happen everywhere. I yep. live in the state of Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer was known as, as saying she wanted abortion to yep. be the legacy of the state. So call from wherever, wherever you are in the country. Call, and let's, let's put an end to this madness. And thank you again,
1: gentlemen great thank you for your call and mm-hmm. and uh, moses i you know i couldn't agree with her more to, to for people outside uh, outside the state of minnesota even to reach out to the uh senate majority leader and to the team there and and say the eyes of the nation are watching what you're doing there
2: if we can get national attention on this bill i think that would be uh something that would be really good for us there's you know we're we're combating this idea that that people favor legislation like this that they favor abortion up until the moment of birth that's simply not the case uh, i was just seeing polling 70% of americans want uh want realistic uh restrictions on abortion uh you know uh, hey they may not all agree with me that abortion should be always banned <laughs> But there are people who, are, who, are, who, are, who are, hold to some sort of middle ground position. That, that is many, many people in this, in this country. And together with those of us who want to see abortion banned altogether, that's a big majority. And yet this, these, uh, these legislators are running roughshod uh, in, in Minnesota and, and as, as Chris, you mentioned, in Michigan. Uh, in Michigan, there was even a constitutional amendment uh, this past fall that amended the, the Michigan Constitution to say that abortion is a fundamental right. Mm. And that, that means that people in Michigan have an uphill battle uh, to protect and value life. And, and I, I support them in their fight and, and, and everywhere around the country where that's happening.
1: If people call the Senate Information Office, uh, even from outside Minnesota, could, could they call that number and say, hey, please get a message to the senators?
2: I'm not sure. Uh, I think that uh, it 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 may be uh, uh, it uh, it it may be best to uh, to focus on, uh, for example, one legislator. Uh, for example, someone could uh, could focus on the Democratic majority leader of the Minnesota Senate, uh, uh, who's bringing this legislation to the floor.
1: And who is the majority leader? Is that? Uh, uh... I, I'm.
2: I, I hope that I'm able to pronounce her name correctly. I believe it's.
1: Kari uh, Jijic. Yeah, Jijik. Okay. Uh, Kari Jijic, And uh, folks, let me give you a phone number to the Majority Leader of the Minnesota Senate. And uh, this number is area code 651-296-7809. That'll take you right to the Majority Leader's Office of the Minnesota uh, Senate. 651-296-7809. And uh, if for some reason you find that busy, call the assistant majority leader. That would be Nick Frentz. And uh, the number there is 651-296-6153, the assistant majority leader. Uh, And uh, share your message uh, there with the Minnesota Senate. Uh, Let's go next to uh, Zach calling in. Hi, Zach. You're on the air.
3: Hi. Um, So one thing that's really bothered me over the years is I've heard so many people in the church uh, want to tune these subjects out. Um, and it's like, we can't. No. We need you. We need your voice. Um, we need your numbers. Um, and, and uh, you know, just the resistance and uh, the surrender is, has been uh, so shocking to me that we, we can't even, you know, when we get together, you know, family, get together, church on Sunday mornings, we can't talk about these issues. You have to whisper it to your friends and family members you know you can uh, talk with. And um...
1: The problem, Zach, is we've been silent too long, too long here in, in our churches and, and, and believers across this land. Our voice must be heard to, be, to stand up for the voiceless. Absolutely. Thank you for the call here, Zach. Julia's next. Uh, hi, Julie. You're on the air. Julie, you're on the air. Okay, let's go to Greg in Tucson. And Greg, you're on the air.
4: Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, Proverbs 31 eight says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, hmm. like the babies. But I have to say, I am with American Right to Life, hmm. and we're weeping over that Darb's decision. It was immoral and cowardly in our view. They were playing Pontius Pilate when they said, we wash our hands of it, you states go and decide if you want to kill babies. We know that it violates the Constitution, which is predicated on the Declaration of Independence. They are persons in the womb, and no state has a right to do that. And the Supreme Court opened up a can of worms, even worse. And I'm sorry it came out that way. You
3: know,
4: that we're in a civil war. we we were going to be anyway. The Supreme Court, if they had any courage, would have just said, you know, you do not have a right to abort. No state has a right to kill a, a human person in the womb. Period.
1: Thank you, Greg. Thank you for the comment. Uh, and, and I've heard you echo here, Moses. I mean, every life is sacred. Uh, from the point of conception, this is when life begins. And, and uh, the taking of any life after that is, is, is it's murder. It's tragic. Our phone number to crosstalk here, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. Bill is next. Hi, Bill. You're on the air.
4: Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for uh, what you do. I I enjoy your program. I just want to say all these people, every last one of them should be rejoicing that they weren't aborted. Hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important point as well. Uh, is to to recognize. I mean, they have a voice. They have a voice to go up there and, and make their decisions, but but they're denying the voice uh, here, Moses, of 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 those who whom are in their crosshairs.
2: Absolutely, I had the chance a few years ago uh, to to meet and shake the hand of a woman. Um, Fortunately, I'm forgetting her name, but I, I heard her speak, uh, and she was the survivor. Of an abortion, uh, she she was born uh, she was born alive during the course of a chemical abortion. Uh, she had chemical burns over her body. Uh, she was, I, I believe, left with um, cerebral palsy as a result. But she was a happy, vivacious, fulfilled woman who was living out the life that God had given her. That God had given her through, almost miraculously, through miraculously, absolutely through. Uh, Despite uh, attempt an attempt to take her life, yeah, and 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 and, and we're supposed to believe that would have it would have been better for her to die because that's what her mother wanted, and 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 that's this. And, and if you think about that counterfactual, is it ever better for a baby to die than to live? I think the answer is never. Yes, the answer is always protect the life of these children.
1: And, friends, let me just say this, uh, and I'd like to encourage those of you listening in Minnesota right now, we'd like to hear from you today on this issue. Again, the number 800-733-9829. This is targeted for your state, 800-733-9829. Julie, go ahead. You're on the air.
0: Okay. My, question, my comment was this. Sometimes I feel discouraged from calling legislation because they're going to do what they, what they want to do just hear them on TV how they feel. They don't they, they don't care about how we feel. They're going to do what they want to do. They're going to vote the way they want to vote. My other
2: comment was as Christians, as pro-lifers, can we be like a jo- Jokobad, you know, Moses' mother, we can somehow talk with a young lady
0: that's pregnant and in a situation and encourage her and that baby can that baby's life could be saved because we were there just being what Moses' mother was.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, Moses, your response? Absolutely.
2: I I would say, you know, we we do have a very important uh, tool uh, that we can get to change legislators' votes, and that's to change our legislators at the next election. So to that extent, because we are blessed to live in a republic where we elect our representatives, uh, we can can influence their votes. Uh, If we can influence this legislator, we'll vote them out, and we'll get someone that who will listen to the voice of the people. So I, I, I want to say that I, I sometimes get discouraged, too. I, I completely understand. But even right now, I'm not discouraged, even as we're facing this radical legislation. Because, first of all, I know that God is in control, that that God's will is not for uh, for our state and our nation to to, to let, this, uh, let this slaughter go on forever, that we will have justice for the unborn, that we will have justice for women who have been victimized by the abortion industry but and that and that could come sooner than we believe or realize
1: our next caller is Steve and Steve I'm going to have you hold the line because we are just up against a break just 15 seconds away and I don't want to have to interrupt your call so stay with us and uh, other callers as well Uh, Friends, again, this is SF1, and uh, you can reach out to Minnesota, those of you in the state, uh, go to, you can just click on, you know, uh, Find My Legislators Minnesota, and you'll find a website to do that. You can go to MFC.org, click on the family beacon there for more information on this legislation. And uh, also, you can reach out to the Senate Majority Leader in the state of Minnesota. Uh, We will give uh, her number right after the break. This is Crosstalk on VCY America.
6: For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Last Friday, I did something I've been wanting to do for many, many years, but just never took the time to do. I was speaking in the Nashville, Tennessee area, and I finally got to do it, and that is visit the home of President Andrew Jackson, the Hermitage. I find him to be a fascinating historical individual. He was our seventh president of the United States. In my book, Grave Influence, that I wrote in 2008 and came out in 2009, I gave a segment of his farewell address in which he warned about a central bank. As president, he did away with a central bank and warned America to never get a central bank ever again. That the bankers, due to their greed and corruption, would expand the money supply when it suited them and then contract it when it would protect their assets, having a ruinous effect upon America. He warned to never do this. We didn't listen. We got the Federal Reserve in 1913. And now look at where we're at. I'm Brandon House.
1: You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Moses um, Brett Rooted with us today and uh, Director of Communications with Minnesota Family Council. Uh, the phone number to the Majority Leader, Carrie J.G., uh, is 651-296-7809. 651-296-7809. The Assistant Majority Leader, Nick Frentz, is 651 296 6153. You can find many other numbers there too. If you just go to senate.mn for Minnesota, senate.mn, you'll find you can click on the members of the Senate. You can make your list uh, all the way through uh, there as well. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Steve who's been holding the longest. Hi, Steve. You're on the air.
3: Hi. Thank you for taking my call, Jim. I just want to say um, what you said was right on the money as far as this is not political, this is biblical. And uh, I have a son and daughter-in-law that live in uh, Minnesota, and I'm going to be calling them after I get off the line with you to make them aware of this, if they're not already aware. They are Christians. But, you know, there is no excuse for any Christian not to call their legislation at this point, because God's made us well aware, and, and through you and others has given us the opportunity to stand up for what's right. And we have nothing to say if we turn our back. We were not meant to run. We were meant to face the enemy. And thank you again for getting this word out. And, uh, Jim, could you just tell me the name of the bill again so I get that right?
1: That's SF for Senate File 1. They're calling it the PRO Act. The PRO Act, they'll know what that is, but it stands for Protect Reproductive uh, Options Act.
3: Thank you for this information. Thank you for the call. God bless you.
1: -hmm. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go to Phoenix, and Vincent, you're on the air.
3: Uh, yeah, hi. Um,
0: I'm calling in from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you for taking my call. Um, you know, uh, the whole topic on, you know, abortion, I really feel for it. It's, we live in America. I'm very, you know, I'm very patriotic. I was born a Catholic, but I do, you know, agree with a lot of Christian ideas. However, this is America, and we do have a choice, and it's kind of you know, counterintuitive when we're trying to tell women how, what they do with their bodies, and it's really none of their business, if that makes sense. I don't mean to come off in a standoffish way, of course, because we're all God's people. We all need an understanding and love, and, you know, hearing people call in, it's just it's, it's kind of sickening to
1: me. Well, Vincent, so you're saying we're all Americans, we should be able to do what we want, so if you wanted to go yeah. take the life of another person, you should be able to do that?
0: No, not not at all. Well um, that's
1: that's I, what abortion so is. Course, that's what abortion is, Vincent. It's taking the life of another. And and this is a this is a human being with a separate body than the mother, a separate blood type than the mother, separate DNA, its own unique fingerprints. This is a separate human being here, Vincent. Yeah,
0: and I, I agree completely. Um feeling that it is, you know, when people have abortions, they're not doing it just willy nilly. They're having a in a conversation, they're thinking long and hard about this because of the scenario that they're in. And I feel like the scenario that they're in is really not for us to judge.
1: Okay, so so again, if you're having a rough time, Vincent, you lose your job and can't support your children or your wife any longer, you should be able to take the life of your wife and your children?
0: I mean, there'll be a, a lot of other factors that go into that.
1: But but you but you would condone that? I, taking the life of your wife and your children?
0: I would respect my wife's decision. And I, I, if she is I'm talking about taking.
1: Message, no, I'm Vincent. I'm talking about you taking the life of your wife because you can't support her anymore. You're in a tough decision. You should be able to kill your wife. You should be able to kill your children.
0: No, not necessarily in a malicious
1: way at all. It's uh, not oh it's no, 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 no. Say, t- tell you what. Go ahead and close your eyes, and I won't be malicious. I'll just you know take your life here. I mean, uh, th- th- that's the point here, Vincent. We're taking the life of another. Moses, any comment?
2: I think, you know, no one denies that women are in a tough position. But, you know, we are not talking about, uh, we are not absolutely talking about taking any right away from women. This was not a right that anyone should have. As Jim said, this is not about anybody's right to do what they want with their own body. That is, you know, uh, we, we have rights in this country, over, uh, but as they say, my rights stop at the end of your nose. And when a woman is pregnant, she's in a unique situation, because there's another body within her body that is not hers. It has separate DNA. It has fingernails. It has a heartbeat at six weeks. It, it is the product of her union with another person. It, it has rights. It's made it. It's a he or a she. He or she is made in the image of God. Yeah. And if nothing happens, that child will come out in nine months and be a joyful addition to the people that God has placed in this world. And so we're not talking about taking away anyone's rights. We're talking about protecting the right to life.
1: Thank you, Vincent, for your call. We've got Aaron from Preston, Minnesota. Aaron, you're on the air.
4: Uh, yes, I just want to encourage Minnesota Family Council um, in what they're doing. We are on their list, and we do get emails from them, and we contacted our uh, legislature, legislator and senator. Mm-hmm uh through them. So it, it's a great tool to use and I encourage anybody in Minnesota to use it. And because uh, we need to speak for Don Barn to speak yeah. for those who can't speak for themselves. And uh Minnesota Family Commerce so is a Aaron. great tool to do that.
1: Aaron, thank you so much for your call, and uh, let me ask you this, Moses. For those who maybe contacted their legislators earlier this month on this issue, can can they uh, reach out again in, in light of the imminence of this vote?
2: Absolutely, because this vote uh, was just finalized this week. Uh, it is very important. It's imperative that your Minnesota state senator, if you if you live in Minnesota, if they that they hear from you on this issue, because this is right now they may be deciding how they're going to vote on this tomorrow.
3: Kurt
1: in uh, Michigan, you're on the air.
3: Hey, thank you, Jim, and uh, just want to say great show again, and uh, thank you to gentlemen for what you're doing. And I just want to say that you know, without your show, I mean, we we just I live up in the UP. We don't have any shows like this that will get down to the bottom of things. And you guys really touch on it, and you're you're strong on it, and it's because you're a Christian. And ultimately, we know that God is in charge. Yeah, but. One thing I find, Jim, that nobody's talking about those Dominion machines and that. And yeah, I...
1: I tell you what, I, we we can't talk about that right now. You're introducing a new topic. We've got 10 seconds left, so forgive me for, for cutting you off there, Kurt. Uh, the final word from you, uh, Moses.
2: I'm really grateful, Jim, for your, uh, for your uh, taking time to focus on this legislation. Uh, it's so important that Minnesotans contact your legislature, legislators about the PRO Act. Everybody else pray. Pray for our state and our nation valuing the right to life of children in the womb.
1: Again, folks, MFC.org. Click on Family Beacon for more information. As the Prophet Hosea said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You now have this knowledge, friends. What are you going to do with it? Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet
0: from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Take Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk.